0: Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com.
1: Hallelujah! The devil is in trouble this morning. Change Church and Live Church has come together, and I'm so honored to be sharing this platform with my friend and my brother, Dr. Darius Daniels, Dr. D. We are ready to bring the word of the Lord. I hope you are ready. This epic Resurrection Sunday morning, wherever you are, lift up a praise one more time. One, two, three. Give us the glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He reigns forevermore. He sits on the throne and He reigns. Good morning!
0: What's up? What's up bro? It's a live change (laughs) kingdom collaboration. Yo can we make some can we just celebrate and shout out this incredible worship team we had some people from live who always does that y'all just do it on another level and some of our people from Change Orlando, our Orlando location, incredible, incredible worship. Man, you ready to preach? I'm
1: ready to preach. I'm ready to preach. We ready are in to the
0: preach middle. You, you see I'm walking like I'm squared keep up, walking, like I'm ready to fight fight the, the devil. Of, that's the kind of Sunday <laughs> it's going to
1: be. The devil is in trouble. Fear is in trouble. Yes. Poverty is in trouble. Yes. Stress is in trouble. Yes. Weakness is in trouble. Yes. But the joy of the Lord is our strength this yes. morning. Be strengthened in the name of Jesus. We didn't come to play no games. We came to lift up the name of Jesus. We've never done it like this before. But the Bible says, Behold, I do a new thing. That's right. And live. You already know this is the year of all things new. That's right. And you know this is the year of kingdom collaborations. And I'm honored to be sharing this with you.
0: Listen, we did this years ago in New Jersey. Uh, I can't remember. Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. I went first and then you went I'm, when I say we haven't done it like this I mean at the same time
0: oh yeah this but is, yeah we did this is it. new new <laughs> this is new new we are we really to... about to tag team today
1: <laughs> <It's laughs> it is on it is on it is on we are in the midst of a global crisis yeah we are in the midst of COVID-19 and Corona has literally shut everything down and it appears it, it appears that for the first time on an on Easter resurrection Sunday morning mm. that the church is empty It appears that the church is empty for the first time in history on this Resurrection Sunday. But listen, like you said before, the building might be empty. Oh, but the church is filled.
0: Come on! We are the we are the, we are the church, yes, sir. and we're filled with the glory of God. yes sir. Your living room is filled. Yes, it Your is. Your heart is filled. Yeah. Your kitchen is filled. Yeah. Because wherever you send up praise, God sits in the middle of that prayer. I feel the preacher rising up. Come already. on!
1: Come on! Come on! He inhabits the praises of his people. He literally dwells in the yes. midst of praise. He comes and he makes that praise place his home. So wherever you need his presence, praise him in that place. Yes. If you need him in your living room, praise yes. him there. You leave, wherever you need yes. God, praise him and he will show up right on time. Today is a special day. Yes. It is the believers celebration. We celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. That's right. Son of the living God. Why Jesus though? Why Jesus? Period. Why? The Bible says, For God so loved the world mm. that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm just going to start it off. You jump just in and just out. Just go. We go. I'm going to talk about out of there. That's We're my going. theme. Let's out of go. there. So, so? Whoso- oh, yeah. Look at somebody say, hey, He's out of there. He's out, out of there. there. So, so, whosoever believeth in him should have ever should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved us mm. that he gave us his son. Now, why Jesus? Why is Jesus his expression of love for us? If God so loves me, why would he give me the gift of Jesus? He, he must not know my love language. He, he must not know my love language. Because if you, if you love me, you can give me a check. You can do a couple of things for me. But God decided in his expression of love to give us Jesus because he knows that the greatest gift we could ever receive in this earth is to be right with him. It's to be right with God.
0: you so, already.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. So, so th- it all started in the garden. Mm-hmm. It all started in the garden. And let me move this quickly. It started in the garden and God establishes his love language in the garden which is obedience he said Adam don't eat of the tree he establishes his love language because the bible says if you love me keep my commandments so God's love language is somebody say obedience Obedience. he establishes this in the garden don't eat of the tree they're communicating every day. he's walking with God in the cool of the eve it seems like everything is well until Genesis chapter 3 where Eve encounters a serpent and we all know the story let me just fast forward a little bit adam bites the fruits and immediately all of heaven is shook god is like oh my me i i, I love saying that he can't say oh my god because he's god but he's he said oh my me did y'all just see that did you just see what my son did did you did adam just he texts all the angels and said oh m did y'all see that Did you see? I cannot believe Adam did that. What what in the world happened? So from that point on, sin enters the entire human race. Now we are all born in sin and shaping in iniquity. In essence, we're born with our backs turned to God. Whoa! And he knew that the blood of bullocks and goats would not suffice. How did he know? Because he tried. God tried. Okay, Adam messed up. Oh, my me. Let me try Abraham. Abram went into this handmaid. Oh, my me. Let me try. He, he, He tried. David. He's a man after my own heart. He's a man of blood. Oh, my me. Let me try. uh, uh, uh. He tried Moses, but he hit the rock instead of spoke to it. God, he was striving with man, trying to get obedience in our spirit. He was trying to understand what is the problem? Why can't man obey me? What is up with this flesh? What's the problem? So God decided, let me put on the problem. I know y'all not here but i hear y'all at your house i hear y'all he said enough with me trying to strive with men let me put on the problem let me put on flesh and see if we can't get to the bottom of this obedience issue it seems like they love me because they say it but i don't see it in their expression because the bible says what the law could not do hey in that it was weak through the flesh, so God's word is potent until it goes through our flesh, and our flesh literally weakens the word. We love God in church, but when we leave church, the flesh weakens the word. So let me put on the problem, Jesus. God put on flesh. What does God look like in the problem, you and I? <laughs> You and I are what God looks like in the problem, in flesh. So he comes down 40 and two generations and he says, let me see what the problem is. Let me figure out this flesh issue. I'm going to get victory over my biggest nemesis, the flesh, because he already defeated Satan. Yeah. Satan is not the issue. He's a defeated foe, but we got to get this flesh issue together let me get this flesh together so he comes 40 in two generations and somebody knocks on a young lady's door named mary she's about 13 to 16 years old and the angel says i am gabriel hail mary full of grace you have favor with god and god basically has y'all know the story god chose you to carry jesus can i take a side street really quick young people young people come here young people turn it up Parents, tell your kids, listen to this part. Tell your kids to stop playing for a second. Stop eating juice, eating grapes and drinking juice for a second. <laughs> listen to this part. The youth were the first people to carry the word. Ooh! All my young people, make some noise wherever you are. The youth were the first people to carry Jesus they were the first ones to carry the word. Watch this. Joseph was probably 16 to 19. The youth was the first ones to protect the word. And because Mary was carrying him, the youth are the first ones to nurture the word. All my young people, make some noise one more time, please. That's why he chose uh, Jeremiah. Don't say that you're young. I'll put my words in your mouth. It is your time now. You ain't got to wait till you're 50 to get wisdom like grandma. You ain't got to wait till you're 60 to start walking in your calling like granddaddy. Right now, you 13, you got a word. you 16, you got a word. Walk in it in the name of Jesus. Jesus is born. He starts to teach Even in the temples at 12 years of age, let me hurry up so I can tag my brother in. Jesus comes and he says he establishes himself as the way. That was the problem, Dr. D. I believe that most people have with him. That not just that he came and said, I'm the son of God, which is blasphemous back then. But he establishes himself as the way. Ooh. yes he had to die so we can walk through heaven but he had to live so that we would know how to walk through earth I love it. he's the way how do I handle stress I am the way how do I handle disappointments I am the way how do we handle confusion I am the way how do we handle betrayal backbiting being lied on being talked about Jesus says look at me I am the way you do it I'm the way you handle relation conflict. I'm the way you respond to corona. I'm the way! Yeah. In the name of Jesus, he shows up. But you know the problem is, Dr. D, between Malachi and Matthew, I believe the Sadducees and the scribes, they developed, you could develop a system so long without hearing God. It was hundreds of years be- be- between the last prophet and the birth of Jesus. So by the time Jesus gets on the scene, we already got a system. Nothing worse than a religious system that can function without God. So here they are. Sadducees and the scribes and the Pharisees, they already got a system. They already got a system that works. But here it is. Jesus coming and you can can have your system for so long that by the time the real deal shows up, he came to his own. And his own receives him not. That's why I believe this corona thing, one of the reasons, one of the reasons, may I humbly submit, that that this corona thing has shut every system down. Because we've learned how to have successful businesses without his wisdom. We've learned how to have, have church, even churches in this season are shut down. Because a lot of church systems... We're functioning without him. When he clearly tells us, in all thy ways acknowledge me and let me tell you how to run your church. Let me tell you how to run your house. Let me tell you how to run your business. But we've gone so long without him that when he shows up, we're borderline offended. Because now you're calling yourself God coming against my system. And most of us on different levels wrestle with that. I got my life. I've been through heartache. I've been through molestation. I made it through that. So now I got my character. And here you are trying to save me. Here you are trying to change me. So we resist Jesus just like the Pharisees and the scribes. So one week we hear, Hosanna! (laughs) One week we hear them screaming, Hosanna! This is the one. But the very next week... Seven days later we hear, come on y'all, crucify him. One week he's the savior, the next week kill him. One week he's the one, the next week he don't meet my expectations. Watch how you treat God when he doesn't meet your expectations. Don't treat him differently just because he doesn't meet your expectations. He did not come here to walk this earth to meet our expectations. He came to fulfill the word and his father's business. Somebody shout hallelujah right where you are. So check this out. Check this out. I'm almost done, doctor. You can take it from there. One week they say, Hosanna. The next week they say, crucify him. And this is the thing about it. Not only did they say crucify him. But they said, this is this is worse to me. They said, give us Barabbas. Wow. Now, now, it's it's already bad enough that you gave the savior a sentence. The sentence is bad, but what we received is even worse. To send Jesus away is heinous, but to embrace Barabbas is foolish. How are you going to say give us confusion? Because we, we don't develop our own system. So, so I don't need you disrupting nothing. I would rather have a robber and a thief than to have you disrupt my flow. Oh, this is good. I, I would rather have a robber than to have somebody come and interrupt how I'm doing my life. So they accepted confusion, failure, poverty. They That's worse to me than crucify him. Give us Barabbas. And so many of us are receiving counterfeits because we don't want to change. We, don't, we, 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 we refuse the real deal and we know he's a real deal. But we know accepting Christ means I got to change some things. So instead of changing, give me Corona. I'll take anything besides him. And that's just what they got. I would rather have dysfunction than my savior so now here we are jesus is beaten. i'm moving it quickly he's beaten he's battered he's bruised all night long they flogged him they whipped him they braided look how look how committed uh your enemy is look, they braided a crowd of thorns together that had to hurt the ones who braided it <laughs> I, I mean unless you went to your your your, 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 your beautician And since she normally braids my hair, you can braid a crown of thorns. No, that didn't happen. They weren't professional braiders. They were soldiers mocking him. But they were so committed to his death that they didn't mind hurting themselves. Woo! So let me keep it moving. So they braided a crown of thorns, put it on his head. We know the story. They beat him on the way to the cross. Here he is on the cross, hanging there. I love this part. I love this part. The first thing he says while he's on the cross, he can barely breathe, Doc. His ribs are exposed. His intestines are exposed. The Bible says we don't even know if this is a human on the cross. We don't know what kind of creature he is. Just a slab of meat nailed to wood. He's breathing just to stay alive long enough to fulfill some more promises. Let me say that again. He's breathing just to stay alive long enough to fulfill some more promises. Because our sins were already covered when he shed blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So our sins were covered the night before when he got beat all night. Matter of fact, never mind. Our sins were covered in the garden because he sweat drops of blood. So the sin issue was already covered, but he had some more things he had to fulfill. Here it is, our Lord and Savior on the cross. I can't imagine how he looked breathing, y'all. I thought I'd be able to act it out. I can't imagine. The agony. I can't imagine the pain. I I couldn't take it if I had to die for my sins. I can't imagine the sins of the world on my shoulders. I can't imagine the sins of my family on me. Not to mention the whole entire world. He covered everybody's sins, saved or not. That's a good thank you Jesus spot right there. And here he is in agonizing pain, but the first thing he says is a prayer. Well, that makes sense. Because my first words out of the seven last words would have been, God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's the first thing I would have said, where you at, Father? But no, his first words uttered was that of intercession. He said, Father, good God Almighty, forgive them, (laughs) for they know not what they do. And, and then skeptics say he was talking to either the Jews, or maybe he was talking about the Roman soldiers that literally nailed him. I believe that as well, because First Corinthians says this. This is how he can say, "Forgive them even while being nailed." This is how he can say that. First Corinthians says this. He says the Bible says there are certain mysteries. And knowledge that's hidden aforetime. God hid certain mysteries. He hid certain wisdom to the the leaders before. For if they had known who Jesus was, they would not have crucified him. Did y'all hear what I said? If they would have known that Jesus was the Savior, they wouldn't have crucified him. So God kept them ignorant. I got to get out of here. God will keep certain enemies ignorant to fulfill his plan in your life. Where would you be had they not talked about you? Where would you be had they not lied on you? What would your prayer life be looking like if they didn't turn their back on you? You should thank everybody that nailed you. You should thank everybody that pierced you. You should thank everybody that mocked you and put a crown on you. Because they helped fulfill. Somebody say God's plan. Say it again. Wherever you are, say God's plan. That's why he can say, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. Because God had to block their wisdom. God had to make certain enemies ignorant so that I could be lifted up. So I can draw all men unto me. He's, he's up there. And the Bible says the earth shook. There was a great earthquake. And he gave up the ghost. earth shook and then one of the soldiers got the revelation surely this is the son of God (laughs) the earth shook let me move it quickly so my brother can come but on the third day there you go I thought I'd hear a little bit more even through the stream waves even through the airwaves come on change church come on live church raise it up on the third day you know what happened on the third day the Bible says that on the third day the earth shook again Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Yes, there were two earthquakes during Resurrection Weekend. One because something was dying... <laughs> and the other time the earth shook was because something came back to life. Maybe God is shaking up your life, not to kill something, but to let the devil know I'm back. To let the devil know I'm rising again. So maybe your life is being shaken right now, not because of destruction, but because of resurrection. In that case, shake me up, God. Shake me to the right. Shake me to the left. I'm ready. Let me get my brother up here. The first day of the week, Luke tells us that women bring spices to the tomb and ointments for Jesus. They open, they come to an open tomb. The angel is in there. And he says this question, and this is where I'm going to pull from my subject and pass it off. He says, Why seek ye the living? <laughs> This might be my favorite question in the whole Bible. Why seek ye the living amongst the dead? (laughs) You will never go to the library and expect a circus. You'll never go to Miami and expect the snow. Because certain things don't exist in certain places. In other words, if you really believe he got up, what are you doing here? Why seek ye the living... Among the dead. He's out of there. He's gone. He's not here. (laughs) He's risen just like he said. Somebody scream, he's out of there. So, so, he's out of there. He's gone. He rose just like he said. And, And an empty tomb to us is not an empty tomb. Empty tomb means filled promises. (laughs) empty tomb means my joy is filled (laughs) empty tomb says my healing is paid for so an empty tomb to us is not empty at all it's filled with the promises for the believers (laughs) and not only that but let me do this one scripture so I can get out of the way for real it says not only did Jesus rise this is one of my favorite scriptures y'all and the tombs broke open of many holy people who had died were raised to life. Y'all don't hear me. They came, uh-oh, they, uh-oh, they came out of their tombs after Jesus' resurrection. And not just that, but they went into the holy they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So not only did Jesus rise, not only is he out of there, but you and I He's opening your graves today. And you and I, are, they're going to be looking for you in the same tomb of gossip. And you're going to be like, I'm out of there. I don't do that no more. They're going to be looking for you in the tomb of distress. And your announcement today is, I'm, I can't hear y'all from your house. They're going to be looking for you in the tombs of perversion. But your response is going to be, I'm, tell somebody, I'm out of there. He rose so that you can rise too, and I love that it says the tombs broke open. Yes, sir. You don't always break down. Sometimes the breaking is for you to break open. Look at your neighbor and say, "Break open this morning." It might hurt a little bit, but you're not breaking down. You're breaking open because you're coming out of the grave into His marvelous life. Clap your hands and give God praise, everybody.
0: And as you clap and scream, "I'm out of there!" <laughs> You you know, I feel like something that Pastor Ty said was so significant. He mentioned that Jesus' exit from the tomb was an indication of prophetic fulfillment. This is this is this what it says, he has risen just like he said he would. Watch he said it. so the resurrection is is a reminder of God's commitment to his promises. Listen to this. The resurrection is a reminder of God's commitment to his promises. His promise to Jesus was, if you go in, I'll get you out. They will put you in there, but I'll get you out of there. You see, sometimes our focus is on the people who puts us in. When we really need to be focusing on the God who promises to get us out. The people put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. But God got him out. The people put Daniel in the lion's den but God got him out. The people, his own brothers, put Joseph in the pit but God got him out because the Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. Isaiah put it this way. Isaiah says his word will not return to him void but it will accomplish all that he sent it out to do and it will prosper the thing wherein he sent it so God doesn't just speak his word he watches the word you don't hear what I just said he doesn't just speak the word but he watches the word once he says it he watches it and whenever life or the enemy attempts to get in the way of God performing his word he will intervene in the affairs of human history and if he's got a part of Red Sea he'll part a Red Sea to make sure his word comes to pass are you hearing what i'm saying don't 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 miss this because because the bible is clear that this prophetic promise was made in a garden in genesis see see what pastor ty just did was he told you the whole gospel story this is important because very often people limit the good news about Jesus simply to his his death, burial, and resurrection. When you do that, you're simply telling me the answer without explaining the problem. I can't appreciate the answer until I know the depth of the problem. So he started in the garden because in the garden is where one tree got us in trouble. (laughs) that happened in the Old Testament but in the New Testament God took the same thing that the devil used to break it and he says I'm going to use this thing to fix it that one tree got them in trouble, I'm going to hang Jesus on a tree and get them out of trouble, I feel like preaching coming in your kitchen and standing on your kitchen table to tell you the same thing that the devil meant for your evil God Listen, listen, and God made his first prophetic promise in the Garden of Eden. He looked at Eve, looked at the serpent, (laughs) and said, I'm going to cause this woman to give birth to something that's going to bruise his heel on your head. That's when he spoke it that means he had to watch it all the way from Exodus had to watch it all the way to Leviticus had to watch it all the way to Numbers and Deuteronomy. Come on and talk to me. He had to watch it out of the books of the law and then watch it into the books of history. He had to watch it in 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, and 1 Kings and 2 Kings and 1 Chronicles and 2 Chronicles. He had to watch it all the way down to 42 generations to make sure that his word was performed. Yep, watched it. And when they're hanging him, (laughs) when they're hanging him on that tree, Jesus said, It's finished. (laughs) That that thing that you talked about in Genesis is finished now. God, you've been faithful through 42 generations because the resurrection is a reminder of God's commitment to keep his promises. All throughout those 42 generations, you see the unfaithfulness of Israel, but the faithfulness of God because Paul's tale told Timothy when we are faithless, he is faithful for he cannot deny himself. So he puts, he's on that tree. Pass a tie talked about how bad he was beaten that was prophesied too i want to talk about how long he hung we know he had to bleed without the shedding of blood there's no remission of sins we know he had to die he was my substitute right substitutionary atonement he was my my substitute what, what the first Adam broke, the last Adam, Jesus, fixed. So I know he had to bleed. I know he had to die. But my question is, why did he have to hang so long? He hung hours. Why did he have to hang so long? I just want to throw out a holy hypothesis for you to consider. I don't know. I just want to throw it out for you to consider. Maybe... He died to be my savior, but maybe he hung to be my example of how to behave when it feels like God's left you hanging somebody better come get me today I said he hung right there to be your example of how to behave when it feels like God has left you hanging and in the middle of this pandemic somebody feels like God's left me hanging somebody's business is shut down and you feel like God's left me hanging somebody's school is shut down and you can't graduate and you feel like God's left me hanging somebody got furloughed and you feel like God's left me hanging I want to let you know just hang on in there because one day you will see the fulfillment of the promise that a weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning Uh, listen I'm almost done listen I want you to see this they take them off the cross they put them in a tomb so the Bible says Pastor Tom mentioned this Mary is going to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus, a practice that they engaged in for dead bodies. And uh, she says, as she's walking, who's going to roll the stone away? Look, look, look at that stone. See, see, those tombs were different than... The tombs of this day, the the tombs of this day are underground. Come on, but this, this tomb was a different kind of tomb with a different kind of stone. So she asked that question because she knew that stone was too big for a woman or two women to roll away by themselves. Here's my question. Why didn't she think of that before she left home? It's because sometimes God will give you anointed amnesia. There are some things he won't let you think about before you get started because he knows if you thought about it before you got started, you would have never left the house. He said, so I'm going to wait until you get too far in your journey to turn around for you to realize what you got yourself into. And I know you can't say amen right there, but you might as well go ahead on and say it. Because there are times you halfway through something you like, if I knew that this was what I was getting myself into when I left the house, I would have never left the house in the first place. But God didn't let them think about it till they were too far to turn around. He said, because if I let you know everything you were getting into, you wouldn't have got into it. <laughs> if you knew everything you were saying yes to, you wouldn't have said yes. Somebody help me preach. Listen, listen, listen. So they say, who's going to roll the stone away? And when they get to the tomb, the stone already rolled away. Y'all missed it. <laughs> they worried the whole way about a stone that's gonna be moved when they get there. They losing sleep about a stone that's gonna be moved when they get there. They stressed out about a stone that's gonna be moved when they get there. They're crying about a stone that's gonna be moved (laughs) when they get there. Might I tell somebody in, in that's watching me today, while you walking, God is working. While you walking, God is working. And by the time you get to what you worried about, God will have already rolled, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rolled the stone away. Listen, listen, he's 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 risen. He said, "I'm out of here." <laughs> you surprised? You surprised that what I said would happen actually happened, <laughs> which means. You uh huh, some things you ain't really believe. Wow. When I told you I was gonna get up, you were like, uh huh. Right, 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 right. But you didn't really believe it. Right. So the Bible says, <laughs> he, ex- he exits this tomb. He said, I'm out of here. Jesus gets out, yeah. right? So the resurrection is not just a reminder of God's commitments. To his promises. The resurrection is a revelation. Of God's willingness to create exits. See. He's the God of the exit. He specializes in exits. There's a whole book of the Bible called Exodus. And the word Exodus means exit. Because God wants a believer to know. That if you are my child You are never trapped You may feel trapped It may look trapped But just because you don't see a way Does not mean there isn't a way I'm the God of the exit And I will make a way I just got one more thing I want to show you Then I'm done He 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 makes this exit, but that's not the end of the story. I'm wondering if we've limited our explanation of the gospel in a way that's limiting to God's people. What do I mean by that? Because Jesus didn't just come out to come out. That's not the end of his story. Every time he talked to his disciples about his death and his resurrection, he he always told them, I need to make an exit because I got to make an elevation. I can't just go out, come out. I'm coming out because I got to go up. Because if I don't go up, something you need can't come down. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, yeah, yeah, if I just come out, then you're still going to be limited, limited, limited to me in bodily form right in bodily form even though he looked different because the disciples ran into him on a mayor's road and they ate with him and they didn't even know who he was until he left and they said did not our hearts burn as a man of God spoke with us by the way why didn't they recognize him because the last time they saw him pastor ty explained it he was in one condition he was looking a certain way but then the next time they saw him they saw him in his resurrected glorified body he looked like what he'd been through the last time they saw him he was on a cross, but when they saw him the second time, he'd been the hell and back. And he looked different. But the Bible says after that, he engaged in an ascension. And the Holy Spirit came down and he fulfilled the promise that greater works you can do because now you don't just have to watch me do it in bodily form. The spirit that enabled me to do it is now poured out upon you and you can do greater works. Meaning you can have greater impact. Meaning you can have greater reach. Meaning Jesus is saying in order for me to preach to people, I've got to stand on a boat to preach to them. But you can preach to a camera and you can reach the world because I'm on the inside of you, preaching through you in the form of the Holy Spirit. I just got to show you this one thing. I said all that to get to this. I started thinking about this this week. And Pastor Ty and I started talking about this, and I started thinking about this thing some more. And I saw something, and I think I just want to share it with you. This is what I saw. I saw Jesus experiencing more than a resurrection. <laughs> After his ascension, he experienced restoration. Wait a minute, let me say it again. <laughs> after the resurrection, there was an ascension. and after his ascension, there was a restoration. He seated on the right hand of the Father. God <clears throat> put him back in the place. He was before he put him in Mary's belly. Did you hear what I just said? I said God put him right back (laughs) in the position that he was in before he put him in Mary's belly. But when he goes back to the throne this time, he goes back with more authority. All power in heaven and earth, is in my hands. Here it is. Before his crucifixion and resurrection, he was simply a person. The second person of the Trinity. But after the crucifixion and the resurrection, he has a name. That's above every other name. At the name of Jesus. See, that name, Jesus, was not given until his birth. So watch this. So maybe, maybe crucifixion, Maybe crucifixion is God's path to resurrection. And maybe resurrection is God's way of restoration. Did y'all catch that? So so maybe when you ask God for more, you're asking him for a crucifixion. (laughs) Did you hear what I just said? (laughs) Because maybe God's path to more is to put some things to death so that you can handle the more that's getting ready to come to your life. Watch this because when God gives restoration, restoration in the earthly kingdom is when you reacquire what you previously possessed, meaning you get back what you lost. But when I see restoration in the Bible, God never gives people just back what they lost. He always gives them more (laughs) Joseph lost some things but God gave him more Job lost some things but God gave him more and Jesus lost some things but God gave him more and I came to tell somebody who's losing some things during this pandemic I don't care what you lost your crucifixion is just your path to your resurrection and your resurrection is the way to rest Restoration and restoration is when God gives you more. And I want somebody that's ready for more, expecting more, and wanting more to put your hands together, raise your voice wherever you are, and give God more. Praise. More. (laughs) More. watch this more for Jesus wasn't just about having more it was about becoming more see even if I don't get more I become more sir. because crucifixion is God's way of putting some things to death that need to die for me to become more or manage more. Because the resurrection is God's path to restoration. He restores his people. He doesn't leave his people at a loss. Ever. (laughs) Ever. That's not in the book. And sometimes God's so committed to restoration in the book of Joel when Israel caused their own famine God prophesied and said I'll restore unto you yeah. <laughs> the years. Now the only reason you lost it was because you disobeyed me. But I'm so committed to restoration. I'll fix what you broke. If you repent I'll fix what you broke the story of the gospel is a story of God making a decision to say you are human enough to break it but I'm God enough to fix it yes, sir. Hallelujah. we prophesy more whatever you feel like you're losing we prophesy that crucifixion is just God's path to resurrection and resurrection is God's way of bringing restoration more. Pastor, you said something. Mm-hmm. Now I want you to jump in. Go ahead, go ahead, man of God. The angel only rolled the stone away. God the Father breathed life back into Jesus. Jesus had to make the decision to say I'm out of here it's decision time you have to
1: make the choice and many of us as we prophesied even at live 2020 this is the year of double this Woo. is the year of more thank you Jesus but we didn't realize that suffering in the crucifix will be in God's process Woo. So you came into this year charged. twenty twenty double, more is coming. And now on the cross, you feel like he's left you hanging. Yes. And you believe it won't happen. Let me tell you something. The pain is just the process. Yes. Whatever you're going through today, it is just the process. It is just so you can be verified. He just said it. He said Jesus was restored back to his seat in heaven. He never lost his seat. And guess what? He never lost his scars either Wow! you're just going through to get some scars to validate your testimony you're just going through to gather some scars to make your testimony potent you're just going through to get some scars to make sure your message has power Your suffering it's just your blue check your suffering is just your verification That I know he's real. Look at my hands. I know he's real. Look at my side. I know he's real. Yes, I'm restored and I look nothing like what I've been through. But I still have proof that I made it. Today, Jesus made the decision, I give up the ghost. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. Jesus made that decision in the most painful place. You might not be in that much pain, but it's decision time for you. Decision time. It's decision time right now, on this Resurrection Sunday morning. He's out of there, so you can come out of there. Only to be resurrected, to be restored, to get more. This is your season of more. Don't deny more, just because it's presented in pain. Endure hardness. As a good soldier, you will reap if you faint not. So I'm asking you right now, wherever you are, Dr. Daniels, can you help me invite them to Christ? There are many of you that tuned in and you enjoyed the sermon, you enjoyed, the, the, you, you enjoyed what you heard, but this is not just about enjoying it. It's about impartation. We're trying to put something in your spirit. We're trying to give this word a seed. We're trying to plant something in your belly. that by the time you log off, you can't shake it. It has to bear fruit. Hallelujah! Father, I speak that this word is fruitful in the name of Jesus. I pray that all who hears will bear fruit to your glory in Jesus' name. And not only bear fruit, but let it multiply. Let them text their friends and call their family and say, look what the Lord has done. I'm out of there and I'm elevated and now I'm restored. Let this sermon not just be a sermon, but let it be a seed that will never be taken and uprooted. In the mighty name of Jesus, This is your moment of surrender. This is your moment of surrender. And I I wanted to bring up COVID-19 and Corona, but I don't want to scare you into a relationship. There are so many people in relationships and they're just staying with Him because they fear Him and not the healthy one. I don't want to scare you into a relationship with Christ. I want to invite you. We told you the benefits. We told you the whole story. We told you that pain is part of the more package don't run from pain for i reckon hallelujah that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory the glory shall be revealed in us so i'm asking you right now jesus said no man comes to me except the father draws him if you feel a tug if you feel a pull if your belly is literally leaping and your heart is racing that's God's invitation to more. Will you RSVP? Will you respond this morning? He's pulling on you. He's calling you. He's using even this pandemic to wake you up, to stir you up, to draw you to him. How will you respond? We've neglected him long enough. We suppressed his voice long enough. In the day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. As in the day of provocation, here's your moment. He loves you and he's here for you. Will you receive him right where you are? We want to pray this prayer with you. Everybody, you're going to receive him right there. It's not about coming to the altar. It's about coming to the altar of your heart. Your altar is in your heart anyway. Your place of sacrifice is in your secret place anyway. So go to your altar right now. If you got to close your eyes, do it. If you want to just stay here and keep, keep doing it. And we're going to pray the prayer of salvation over your life in the name of Jesus. And we believe that after this prayer, all things will become new. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things, hallelujah, are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. Right where you are, wherever you are, get ready for your day of salvation. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. We realize that you are God and God alone. We have now come to the end of ourselves. We have exasperated and exhausted all of our other options. We've turned to the left, right, up and down. we called and texted everybody on our phone and nobody has the answer but you. We turn to you, Jesus, now, and we surrender our lives we've done it our way long enough today we surrender to you today is not only the day of an open tomb but it's the day of a white flag and we wave it and surrender to you in the name of Jesus repeat after me if you will Lord Jesus this day is my day of surrender this is my day come on say it of more I believe you die. I can't hear you for all of my sins Yeah, and you rose again, I hear you, with all power in your hand. Today, I give you, I hear y'all, my heart, my mind, my soul, my body. Come on, tell them, tell them you have it all. Let's say this together, and right now, yeah, I believe I'm changed, I'm healed, I'm free Come on, say, I'm delivered. And say this until your house shakes. Say, I am saved. If you believe it, say, I am saved. Don't just say it, rejoice. Don't just say it, celebrate. Don't just say it, give God the prize. it's your day of more it's your day of salvation it's your day of resurrection it's your day of restoration the devil is defeated God is exalted and Jesus Christ is Lord celebrate everybody celebrate everybody Say I wanna, I, wanna run run run. I wanna run over, I wanna run over. Feel me up, Until me Can I hear y'all say it together? Until I, I wanna gone.
0: run, I wanna run over, yeah, I wanna
1: run over. Fill me, up. me and I you alone. say. has been what a service this has been dr. Daniels I celebrate you live church celebrates you, love
0: you man we man appreciate God.
1: you and we love you love you man hopefully God. this won't be the last time we
0: do this we gotta do it again we gotta do it again there's some you. people in the room <laughs>
1: we're gonna put the people in the seats i pray you enjoyed the service this morning we did this in service to you God's people unto the Lord we pray you've enjoyed yourselves. And not only that, but you have gotten something that will not leave you in the name
0: of Jesus. Close it out the way live closes Close it out. out the way live yes. closes? You sure? Yes. All right, Liv, you know how we do. We're praying for you. Yeah. My wife and I
1: who's here, we're praying for you. We are praying for your families. We are praying for your loved ones. Anybody affected by this pandemic, either the virus itself or the effects of it, the shutdowns. We are praying for you. Believing God for a turnaround. I said he's the God of a turnaround. And he's the God of an exit strategy. So we're all coming out of this. But God wants to know, what's your posture in your problem? My posture is praise. For I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Listen, we'll see you Wednesday night. 8 p.m. live. You know how to find us. 8 o'clock, we're right back here. Given the word of the Lord. It has been an extraordinary Sunday morning. Change Church, we love you. Pastor Daniels, we love you and your family. Thank you so much for joining us this Sunday. Let's do it and thank you for your giving and your generosity. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. Is our prayer. Live. You know how we do. The Lord is with us. I said the Lord is with us.